Good evening. It's always a joy to be back here in Bergen Bible Baptist Church. But I don't know, just like Deacon Bobby, every time I stand behind this pulpit, I don't know what's wrong with it. But I'm always nervous. And I preach here a couple of times already, at least two or three. But every time I am given the opportunity to do it, my hands are cold and shaking. So uh, please bear with me tonight. But um, first of all, before I would like to share a message from the Word of God, I would just love to uh, like to give our deepest gratitude uh, from in behalf of Gospelite Baptist Church in the city of Baliwag in the province of Bulacan. For three years, this church had supported that ministry. And uh, it, uh, it was fulfilled, uh, I think, June of this year. I received a letter from this church. And uh, for three faithful and consecutive, uh, in, 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 in Tagalog, walang sablay, ano? But uh, for those years, uh, this church have faithfully supported our ministry. And uh, even my uh, father, and uh, just being able to, uh, to stand behind this pulpit and to see familiar faces, it seems like most of the people here, especially Deacon Bobby, did not age. I don't know what's his secret. I was asking him a while ago before the service started, but it seems like he wants to keep it a secret, and he doesn't want to tell me. All right, uh, continue to pray for us. We, are, we just arrived here September 19th. We are going home December 12th. Our mission here uh, on deputation is to raise money for our uh, church building. Uh, we have uh, finished our church auditorium, auditorium I'm sorry, uh, but we are uh, trying to finish it completely, uh, make a fellowship hall, build uh, classrooms and Sunday school rooms, areas that we could accommodate uh, more classes, especially in our children ministry. So we uh, do appreciate your prayers, Pastor. Thank you so much. Uh, I messaged Pastor Sam, and I just told him that I'm grateful for those years that this church supported us in the, back home in the Philippines, but he invited me to come and speak in this missions conference, and it seems like uh, I, I, the Lord laid upon my heart not to say no, and I told Pastor Sam, I already have a meeting, and uh, I said, I'll do my best to switch everything so I can come here tonight. So thank you so much for the opportunity, Pastor. It's not, I don't take it lightly. To, to be here tonight. It's always a joy to be back here in Bergen Bible Baptist Church. Now, let's go to our message, our theme for this year. Thank you so much, Paul. Is God's mission is my mission. God's mission is my mission. Let's open our Bible in the book of Genesis chapter number 6. And I'm going to preach in a very familiar story, the story of Noah. A story that I believe everyone has already heard studied and even familiarized or probably you already know all the details about this story but i believe it's connected to our theme this evening and the theme is god's mission is my mission it was a message uh, in the book of genesis chapter number 6 verse 17 up to verse number 22 uh, i believe noah said this theme in his, in his heart that God's mission is my mission. Let's open our Bible and read Genesis chapter number 6, verse number 17, up to verse number 22. And the Bible says in verse number 17, And behold, 
I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shall thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee, they shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the, of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. My message tonight is entitled, the impact of missions. The impact of missions. Shall we pray? Lord, we are grateful to be here tonight because we don't know until when we will have the freedom and liberty to gather like this, especially in this generation. And we don't, take it, we don't like to take it lightly and for granted. We just want to honor you tonight. Empower me. Anoint my lips. Give me the word to speak. Hide me behind the cross that not my weakness will be seen, but your honor, your power, and your glory. Give us understanding, wisdom, and so that we'll be able to apply this message into our daily lives as believers and as servants of your kingdom. Lord, I pray that you will allow us to have a foretaste of heaven's glory, and we'll be careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for the impact. Of missions. I am a living proof of the impact of missions. For several years, and I was talking to Deacon Bobby a while ago before the service started, it's 24 years, I believe, that since you started about missions or this missions conference in this church. And there are so many missionaries, not just in the Philippines, but all over the world that made, that had been given that impact in their mission fields because you have supported their ministries. And I am one of them. We are one of those missionaries that you have prayed and supported for many years, consistently and faithfully. Because I believe with all my heart that missions should be a priority in each and every church. Missions is important, not because, I don't say that because I'm a missionary and I'm trying to raise funds. I teach my church and I preach in my church about missions. In fact, in our province, we have nine local missionaries. We have one missionary in Tarlac. We have one missionary in Mindanao. Even though our amount that, that we give to them is not compared to those charts that was given to us a while ago, especially peso compared to dollars, but it, every uh, every financial help and uh, support and prayers that was given to these missionaries are a big blessing to their ministries. But let me give you a message tonight why we should continue on supporting missionaries. Why we should pray for missionaries. Because there is an impact of missions. There's a difference that missions can make in each and every country all over the world. And this is a question that I ask myself as a missionary. Every time I wake up in the morning, I ask myself and I ask the Lord in my prayer, I said, Lord, what would you have me to do today? What would you have me to do today so that I can make 
an impact in the life of other believers. I believe with all my heart that the reason why we are still breathing, why you are sitting right there right now, is because God has a divine purpose for each and every soul here tonight. And that is to make an impact, make a difference in the lives of other people, whether they are believers or unbelievers. I remember in Esther chapter 4, verse number 14, Esther said, uh, said there in the, in the Bible, it's recorded in the book of Esther. It says there, for such a time as this. Why did the Bible mention that verse? Because I believe with all my heart that that is a message of urgency. And that should be uh, 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 something that should be pondered into our hearts. Because the world is not getting any better. It's getting worse, worse, and worse. You turn on the television, what are you going to see? All of those are probably bad news. Corruption in the government, war in Israel, crimes going up, suicide rates going up, divorce going up, uh, rates going up, broken families in each city all over the world. For such a time as this, this church should be reminded that there should be a sense of urgency because every day of every life, every moment, every second, every minute counts. There's souls going to hell without Jesus in their hearts for such a time as this. It even says in Esther chapter 4, verse number 16, If I perish, I perish. She didn't even care if she will die, she will suffer, she will be persecuted, if she will lose her job, and she will probably lose her position as a queen. But she said, if I perish, I perish. We need more Christians that will stand up for their faith, even though it will mean sacrifice. What is the impact of missions? How can we make an impact in the world that we are living today? Let me use the word impact. The word impact and what does it stand for, for me. I don't know if the dictionary already changed the spelling, but the word impact starts with letter I. I don't know about your dictionary, but my dictionary says it's letter I. Because I believe that if we would like to make an impact, like our deacon said a while ago, it should be personal. It should start within us. I, I like that chart that even babies can give to missions. They don't know what they're talking about, what we're talking about tonight, but they're going, going to give for missions, going to give for the sake of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it should be a personal thing for each and every one of us here tonight. Now, let me use the word Im impact and what does it stand for. Letter I, it stands for involvement. If we would like to make an impact in our lives today, in our families' lives, and in the generation that we are living today, we should be involved, first of all. We should be involved, first of all. Genesis chapter 6, verse number 22. The Bible says, Thus did Noah. There was an information given from God to Noah. And this information, when heard, becomes knowledge. But God did not save us or God did not call us just to be smart. God called us and saved us to be wise. Though I'm not saying don't study. I'm not saying don't go to school. Don't uh, give importance to academics. You know, in living in a third world country like the Philippines, it's very important to us. You know, if it's, it's hard to, to, uh, to apply for a job if you are a graduate or, 
mostly if you're not even a graduate or high school graduate. It's very difficult nowadays. I'm not saying that academics is not important, but we, we were saved by the precious blood of the, the Lord Jesus Christ, rescued a sinner like us. You know that song that was sung a while ago. But those information, just, those are just knowledge to us. But God did not save us just so that we will be full of knowledge. God calls us so that we'll be people that is full of wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? Wisdom is knowledge applied. Many believers today, it's very sad that we come to church and listen to the preaching of the Word of God. It goes in in one ear, goes out the other ear, and we go home as if nothing ever happened. Amen. It's getting quiet in here. We hear the message from the pastor, from the preachers, from the teachers, from all our Bible studies in different areas or different groups. But it seems like it's not making a difference because these are just messages and lessons. But we should start involving ourselves in missions, in the ministry of God. The Bible says, Noah did it. He, did, he, he didn't just receive the information, the commandment of God. He said, I'll do it. He made himself available and involved in the ministry, and he even let his family be involved too. James 1, the Bible says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Many Christians look like Christians, but they are Foolish in the eyes of God because they look just like Christians, but we don't act like Christians. Let us be involved. Let us do the commandments of God. Let, let those messages that we hear every Wednesday or every Sunday or every time we have Bible study just be a lesson to us. A message or letters or words. Let us apply it into our lives. Letter M in the word impact stands for the message. What kind of message? Genesis chapter 6, verse number 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What kind of message are we talking about? It is a message of grace. Aren't you grateful tonight that your salvation is based upon the grace of God? We all, we all know the Philippines and Roman Catholic people, they believe that Oh, if we do this, we do that, we keep these commandments, we'll, oh, we'll enter the kingdom of God. But the Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. There's only one way to heaven, and we know the story of Noah represents the picture of salvation. Punishment of God, rain and flood. Everybody will die. If you don't go into the ark, there's only one ark, there's only one door. There's only one way to heaven. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you don't go or enter into the ark, you will suffer and you will die. And That's what happened. It's so sad that only Noah and his family got saved during the flood because no one believed it. No one believed the message of grace. Can you imagine? If no one will believe that message today, people are dying and going to hell without Jesus in their hearts. I'm not just talking about the mission field. 
overseas or in the Philippines, in Cambodia, in Africa, in Vietnam, Singapore, in China, in all those countries. I'm, just talk, I, I'm even talking about our community here in Lodi, New Jersey, or in the state of New Jersey or wherever you are staying or living at. Let us carry the message of grace. The Bible is already proven and have been tested for so many years. And it saddens me today as a missionary, as I go to different churches, many churches have drifted away from the truth. I told this to my church when I started Gospel Light Baptist Church. I said, if I will not be preaching from this book anymore, just kick me out. Replace me or find another church because I will not be of any help if I'm not going to preach from this book anymore. Why? Because this is the message. God has already said it. It's already settled. Psalm 119, verse number 89. The Bible says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 35. It says there that heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall not pass away. Our cars will probably break down, just like we experienced in Cumberland, Maryland a few weeks ago. You know, every day we celebrate our birthdays and our age goes older, 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 not going younger, right? Our houses will probably be old and old and as the years goes by, but His Word shall not pass away. When we get to heaven, this book that we're holding tonight, it's still there and it's going to judge us. Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. This is a light. This is a lamp unto ourselves. And we must cherish, cherish it. That's why the Bible says, Meditate it upon, it upon it day and night. The message of grace. Letter P stands for the pilgrim. What does pilgrim mean? Pilgrim mean, simply means journey. You know, for those who are citizens here, green card holders or uh, dual citizenship, you are a citizen of the United States of America. For us, local only, domestic. We are citizens of the Republic of the Philippines. But you know what? We're not just citizens of this world. We are not actually citizens of this world. We are citizens of heaven. We're just pilgrims here. We're just journeying. Amen? Thank God there's a journey. And the journey is not about the, it's, uh, the, the destination. The destination is already given. When we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, destination has already been given and assured of. That's heaven. We will go to heaven because we accepted Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. But God did not save you just to be saved, seated, and satisfied. God did not save you so that you will occupy that space you're occupying right now. So that you can sit on those chairs. God saved you so you can journey with Him. Look at Noah. How come Noah made the difference? How come Noah made the difference in their generation? Je Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. Last part says, And Noah walked with God. We need to draw, the, that song says, Just a closer walk with thee. We need Christians, we need servants of God that will draw closer to God. We keep pushing God away in our generation. We keep young people don't push God away. Don't let technology occupy your life. Let God occupy your life. 
journey with God. The Bible says that Noah was a just man. And if the Bible even says perfect, or it means upright or righteous or matured. That, 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 if, that didn't say that he will not sin or he did not commit any sin. But he, he is a man of principle. Today, the world is changing. We need to stand up firmly for what is morally and biblically right. Where can we get it? From the Bible. Not from comic books, not from movies, not from AI stuff tonight. We can read it settled already in the Bibles we're holding today. Let's journey just like now. Enoch walk with God. And those people are now, we can read them in Hebrews chapter number 11 because they are the ones who walk with God by faith. They have obeyed God's plan. Letter A stands for availability. Now here we go. Sabi sa Tagalog, bato-bato sa langit, tamaan, wag magalit. But many Christians today are now busy. No time for God. Again, I'm not saying don't work. I'm not saying don't go to school. I'm not saying don't have fun. What I'm saying is make time for God. The Bible says here in Genesis chapter 6, verse 22, Noah did it. He could have just given so much probably lame excuses. Like, actually, God, I'm somewhat busy. I have pastures and animals and cattle. I have my family. It's growing. I have a legacy and a heritage, a reputation to take care of. I'm just so busy, God. But the Bible says, thank God, it says there, Noah did it according to all that God had commanded him. God has specific instructions. This wide, this tall, this long, these are the specific materials that you are going to use. And Noah did all of that in his checklist. He did everything according to God has, had told him. You know what? Noah did not give any excuses to follow God's plan, even though it sounds and looks crazy. Can you imagine how crazy it was for Noah to preach the message that God wants him to preach? Right. Noah said, there will be rain. Those people who look, look at him like, Meh. Noah said, there will be flood. And everyone will die if you don't go into the ark. Those people are looking at Noah. What a crazy. He's out of his mind. This so-called, this generation, this time calls us Jesus freaks. Right? We believe in Jesus and now they call us freaks. Those people will mock us. Those people will laugh at us. Just like what Noah experienced. But Noah obeyed and followed God. Even though it looks and sounds crazy. Let us be available. Let us make time for God. Letter C stands for compassion. Compassion. Matthew 9, verse 36. We all know the verse. The Bible says, But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with what? Compassion. Why? Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep 
having no shepherd. That was the driving force. That was the thing that made a difference in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus did not do those miracles, those ministries, so that He will be famous. He even rejected the suggestion that He will be king. He said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. And that is my mission. That is why I came to this world. That was I, that's why I was born in a manger, not in a castle, not as, as, as a royalty or a famous one. He was, that was the thing that made a difference in his ministry. He did it because he was compassionate. He, I'm raising money. But the reason why I go to the mission field, because, not because I'm, give, I'm receiving money, but because this is the thing that moves me, that driving force. You know, I have so many ministries back home in the Philippines. If, to those that knows me, I'm a chaplain. I represent the highway patrol group in the Philippines. I Bible study to the fire department, to the social welfare development. And now Pastor John gave me a, a task to hold the national youth ministry, the entire Philippines. And I said, Lord, I'm not capable of doing this. I'm not. I'm not worthy to do this, but I'll do it because those people, if they will not hear the gospel, they will die and go to hell. That's compassion. I remember Charles Spurgeon. He said, there's, a, there's a group of men that asked him. They were interested in his ministry, and they asked Mr. Spurgeon, said, Mr. Spurgeon, can we come to one of your meetings? Mr. Spurgeon said, of course. They went. They traveled with Mr. Spurgeon. In one of the buildings of the venue, they were in a balcony. And Mr. Charles Spurgeon asked those men, they said, Men, what do you see? Look, what do you see? Those men said, Preacher, we see people in their suits and suitcases. They are probably going to their businesses or have meetings or presentations. Other men said, Oh, there's families walking around. And they're probably going to restaurants and eat. There's children playing on the streets. And they asked Mr. Spurgeon the same question. Mr. Spurgeon, preacher, what do you see? He said, I see thousands of souls, lost souls, going to hell without Jesus in their hearts. That's what made a difference in the ministry of Mr. Charles Spurgeon. Compassion. The Bible says in the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse number 22, and some have compassion, making a difference. We can make a difference today if we will have compassion. Last but not the least, and I'm done. Letter T stands for trusting God. It's good to be presented with the chart a while ago. And you know, I've never seen a presentation about missions that easy. Deacon Bobby, if I, if I am one of your members, I'll say, oh, I can do that. It's very easy. I can be a part of missions. Praise God. But you know what? You may probably have the job, the capability, the money in your bank account, your car, your houses, your talent, your time, your family. But if you don't trust God, we will not see the results. Everything about the mission field, everything about God's ministry, everything about serving God is about trusting the Lord. When we walk with the Lord, what's the song? Trust and obey. We should just obey God and trust God. And you know, and you know there's, 
No missionaries. No missionaries that I know that went hungry during the pandemic. Why? God took care of them. God took care of us during the pandemic. A lot of people have died, but you are still here today. Keep on trusting God. You are probably going through something difficult today. And you've probably seen that chart and you're saying, Oh, I'm so burdened. Oh, I cannot do that. I don't have a job. But, you know, trust God. If you write something in that commitment card, just trust God. I will give 100,000 a month. Pesos. Or centavos. No, just kidding. Trust God. He can do it for with God. Nothing shall be impossible. You know how much I was, I'm raising for, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going home December 12th. Less than three months. $40,000. And when I met a guy in upstate New York, they said, how much are you raising? $40,000, sir. said, if you can raise $40,000 in less than three months, come to me and share to me how you did it. <laughs> Why? Because it's so impossible. But I told him, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. I know that I'm just here traveling, preaching, presenting, and updating churches that supported our ministry. But I have trusted God already that God has already wrapped His gift, prepared just like for Christmas, ready to be opened one day. How can I do? How can I expect that kind of blessing? Just trusting God. The Bible says in the book of Psalm, some trust in horses, princes, chariots, where there is no help. But the psalmist says, my help comes from the Lord. Amen. Keep trusting God. There's impact on missions. Thank you so much, Pastor Sam.